Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube. God bless you, man. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A M P I R E. Always much appreciated when you tune in, and don't forget you can always read my work on ESPN.com. Folks, I feel your pain because that was a brutal one today. Fourteen to seven to the Giants in the Meadowlands. Another loss up here. Another crazy loss up here where things just go wrong and they snowball and this team continues to dig holes that they cannot emerge from. They're slow to adjust all the time. And that again becomes a problem, whether it's in the season, whether it's in a game, whatever. And now they're sitting here at three and four and you wonder where the hell is this going? You may already know, listen, you know, there's a lot of games left. We know that. And that's one of the things I asked Ron Rivera. Do you feel like the sli- the season's slipping away? And his point was, you know, you know, you you've got one, you got a game this week to play against Philly. They're not going to sit there and think that it's all all hope is lost because they're what they're three and four. They have ten games left. They have to think a different way. They know they've turned it around the last couple of years. However, when you lose at home to the Chicago Bears the way they did, and then you come up here and lose again to the Giants the way they did. You, you have to start really questioning a lot of things about what's going on with this operation. And we'll get into a lot of that in a minute. And I don't like, I'm going to start off here. Like, you know, there was obviously frustration in the locker room. If you haven't seen the clip that JP Finley from NBC or from monumental NBC tweeted out a little interview with John Allen, go check it out because it kind of sums up everybody's feelings. And he asked him if he was tired, if he's frustrated. And he's like, I'm sick, you know, is bleep. Yeah. And a lot of bleeps in there. You know, it's bleeping tired of this bleep. And there were a number of things like that. And it's like, you know, bleep. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this bleep. I'm tired of this bleep. You know, bleeping this, bleeping that. And I think it sums up where he's at now. You know, you can say, I mean, and he said he's, but he goes, basically what his frustration has been, he said it's been the same bleeping thing for seven years. And he's right. And you know what? We all know it's been longer than seven, seven years. And that's why the fan base is as frustrated as they are. And they should be. This is this has become unacceptable. You cannot keep doing this and expecting fans to keep showing up, buying tickets, doing this, supporting it. You've got to give them a reason to believe. And every time you guys start to wonder, is it time to believe they something like this happens and it can't keep going like this. So it's up to them to give you guys a reason to come back. And they haven't done it. It has to be more than just Hey, there's a new owner in town. It can't just be, it just can't be um, as simple as that because it's up to them to get on the field and win you back and show that they're headed in the right direction. There's, like I said, there's plenty of time left. We know that. And they've turned around before when you don't expect it. And you have a game coming up against Philly. You would not expect that. Is this a game where they get turn it around? I don't know. What I do know is they have to play a hell of a lot better and play and coach a lot better than they have to this point this year. 
So, and again, I don't know how you guys are doing it. I appreciate you guys sticking with me. And I know, you know, I know the the the, the more it goes like this, the fewer you guys are going to stick around and listen. So I, <laughs> it's frustrating for me too, knowing that because when you do this, you want to talk about football. What you want it like, I love talking about football. I love talking about X's and O's and diving into stuff and like wanting to write about games that matter in December. Nobody wants to be doing this so or not cover, or covering this because it's just not as much. It's, it's just not as enjoyable. And, you know, you want to see, and it's, it's going back and forth, whatever, all these years, it just becomes repetitive and they've got to give you a reason to show that this time, maybe it will go differently down the road. But to this point, you know, you know, they have, they haven't given you that reason because the same stuff keep happen- keeps happening. I think they have a young quarterback who has some promise who could do something, but we may never know. And he's been sacked 40 times already. Yes. A lot of it's his fault. Yes. Some of it's on the a lot. It's on the offensive line too. Yes, it's also on the play calling, and that was highly evident in the first half today. And I'll get into that a little bit more in in a minute. Um, but to me, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you shouldn't be frustrated or tell you that oh well, there's hope because of this. They've got to show it to everybody, man. So you've got to start, and it's got to start by by winning games, by by playing well, by winning a game like this. Like I thought. And I told you on my prediction show, I thought this was going to be a very tough game. I didn't take this as a an assumed W because, first of all, it's the NFL. You look around every week. You know, Buffalo had to rally to beat these guys last week, and it took a goal line stand to finish them off. So I thought it was going to be tough. But, man, I thought you would come out with a W because you you are playing an undermanned team with a backup quarterback. Now, that backup quarterback – may have was was effective enough at times throughout the game to really make it difficult for these guys to to do anything but still only scored 14 points but i did think it was going to be tough because games up here always are and you know i don't know that this team is in a place where they can just say oh an assumed w they're not that good so i don't think there's any team in the league where they can feel that way against nor should they and you know so that's why i thought it was going to be tough did not expect them to lose but i certainly thought it was a possibility because you know i i told you like tyrod taylor is going to take more shots down the field he did just that you know i they could still they still had guys who could hurt them my fear was that the offense wouldn't get enough going against this defense the pressure would really cause some issues and that would leave the giants offense the ability to get a couple big plays to then turn things around um, so, but again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to, I'm going to swing, swing back here, but to tell you not to be frustrated, you should be, you should expect a hell of a lot more for what, for what you guys have gone through over a couple decades. And I think, you know, this team has got to reward you at some point. And I do think, you know, when, just because the ownership changes, doesn't mean everything goes away overnight. This isn't, this is a franchise that I would describe as in transition because you've got the ownership. Now the ownership is ev- evaluating all this football side and all the business side. So until they get to their decision about what direction they want to take it, it's still going to be a transitional exercise here for that. And sometimes you get in those situations and you get in a situation where there's, you know, you know, you've got a new owner, you got different factions uh, going, you know, you wonder how that all plays out, especially if the season starts to go awry and at three and four, it's inching toward that way. And you can sit there and think, well, it's over. That's fine. But again, 10 games left and, you know, we'll see where it goes. And, but we all, we know, we all know what we've seen through seven games. It hasn't been nearly, nearly good enough 
to to sit there and say that you sh- you're going to get a lot more time to get this thing right. Um, but you know, that's that's where they're at. And when you get those, when you get into these situations, when things are going, you know, is it going to be? Will that cause some? What kind of stress will that cause within the organization? As different people are going to start jockeying. This is what happens in situations like this. People start jockeying for you know, position, right. And, you know, um, blame game, whatever it is. So that's all the stuff that you have to guard against behind the scenes to make sure that this doesn't go awry and, you know, in a, in a really bad way. But again, it's a franchise that's in transition and the football side has to prove that, that they can get this turned around and, you know, you've got to, you've got to prove it. This is a prove it league. We all know that. They paid. They paid Deron Payne because he get because he produced. They paid John Allen because he produced. Coaching staff and the and the football side is going to have to produce in order to to keep going because that's just the way this league is. And there are a lot of good people in there. But if you don't get it going, that's what is going to eventually happen. And you know, again, ten games left. There's a long way to go, and and we'll we'll see where they go. And of course, like I know everybody's going to be screaming for changes now. No change is going to be made because there's no changes in house that they can make. You know, I don't, there, there's just, so that's not even a road to go down. Um, and, you know, so that's one thing. Now, the other thing is you have the trade deadline coming up soon. And I know there was a report about um, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Like the thing that have, is, first of all, teams get calls all the time on players, all the time. And I think there's some discrepancy here about who's actually making those calls. And, you know, and talking to some people here, it's people are calling, we're calling, have been calling them for months about some of these guys. Months, not just now, it's for months. The trade deadline is just a deadline. It doesn't mean that people start getting more serious now. They're calling teams about guys for months. So this has been an ongoing thing. And the only way I ever thought that anybody would get moved is if you got in a situation where you're, let's say, three and five, which is now a realistic possibility, and um, you know, then then what? Then where do you go? And I think that's the danger right now is where they're at. Is then you do you do something like that? Do you do you start to listen to, to different offers or whatever? I don't know because um, they're not thinking three and five. They're, they've got to be thinking four and four. But we all know what's ahead. So you know, anyways, that's the perilous spot they're in. And, um, you know, the problem, the problem sometimes with these games, and I always hear this, that it's about, oh, they play down to their competition. I don't think they play down to their competition. I think they, this is, this is their competition. This is where they're at in, in their, their development. Some, you know, they, they haven't been good enough to string together good, you know, good games in a row for a season for a long time. And it's not just this regime. It's been like that for a while. And as you know, and that's why I think it's so frustrating for everybody who's involved with this. Um, you know, today, um, that first half was as bad. I mean, listen, I'd say the Chicago first half was as bad as any I can remember. That game was as bad as any I can remember. This first half was abysmal. And, you know, I mean, listen, it wasn't the the defense gave up a couple touchdowns. That's all they gave up. But they gave up, I think it was about 256 yards in the first half, only 100 in the second half. But 256 in the first half to this team is unacceptable unacceptable, you know, and I know like Tyrod Taylor can do this and this, they had five guys on their offensive line who were not the starters a couple of weeks ago. No, I don't think anybody was starting at their original spot. They had, a, I think they had one starter on there who was moved to a different position and, you know, Tyrod Taylor was under some duress, um, was sacked four times, but 
Saquon Barkley averaged 3.7 yards per carry. That's good against this front. And it's not like he had one really long run. It was as long as it was 12 yards. So there was a consistency there that they needed and they got. And that's something that, you know, I was a little bit surprised at how how well they ran. It wasn't a great game on the ground for them, but it was an effective game on the ground for them. And that's all they needed. Now, not having Barton in there, certainly, you know, you could, uh, how that, however that impacted them. Um, I think it probably hurt a little bit more in the past game with, with Mayo in coverage. That's not his strength. We know that, but it just, it was, it was not acceptable in the first half. Anyways, for example, the giants entered the game with 20, excuse me, 14 pass plays, of 20 yards or more this season. They had seven in this game, seven pa- seven plays of 20 yards or more. How does that happen? That's just too many. They let they let Tyrod Taylor throw for 279 yards in this game. Now, uh, you know, again, I, I, it's funny because I talked to someone before the game, they were more worried about facing Tyler that Ty- Tyrod Taylor than if they had faced Daniel Jones because of his ability to make plays. And he did, he did extend some plays. He did get outside the pocket and hurt them at times. And that's like Daniel Jones obviously can do that, but they felt like Taylor was maybe a little bit more elusive when he would get out there and, and looked for bigger plays down the field. And that's what he did. And I warned you, you can't, you know, he could get outside and make plays. He was a guy that could make throw down the field and he did and that's that was a that was a difference on some of those drives so one of the things that you noticed early on this is where some of the frustration is for some of the for, look at the off of the offensive players for washington look at that second drive of the game for the giants that they the the commanders were playing some pressure they're they they know that if they just drop taylor back on some five-step drops in play action all that that it could be trouble so they weren't really doing that, huh? So on the on the sec on the second drive, they just threw a deep fade to Jalen Hyatt, thirty three yard gain. Now they end up missing a field goal on that drive, but it was a third down play and a big crucial play. But it's a one two step drop and just go. That's how you beat pressure. That's how you help your line, and that's something that Washington was not doing in the first half. And 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 that's you know. <clears throat> That's adjusting. That's coaching. And th- that's what they did. And they did that consistently, consistently in the first half. There were times where you'd look and say, yeah, the line's got to get more pressure here. Yeah, they got to do this better here. But there was a, there was more, there were more, I'm going to guess more, and I'd have to go back and watch the game again, more six, seven man protections for the Giants in that first half to help just take a step and throw it down the field. You got, you got coverage up. That's what you do. And that's what they did on, on that play. That's what you do. And I think it's also, um, again, the consistent ground game. The defense tried a bunch of, a few different things. Again, they only held in the 14 points. You should win a game when you hold a team to 14 points. And you can say the defense could have and should have played better, but they still held in the 14 points. You should win any game in the NFL that you hold a team to 14 points. They use different things. They use, they use Kalik Hudson in that 4-3 look early in the game or and throughout the game. They used, they did use Emmanuel Forbes. They used Quan Martin. Quan Martin had a really good start. Um, they lost Barton. And again, I don't know any update on Barton other than he had an ankle injury and he was in a his foot was in a his left foot was in a boot um in the locker room after the game so don't have an updated status on him and um we'll get that on monday or wednesday whenever that is you know and even with even with all the sacks for washington you can say howell's got to get rid of the ball there's there are times where i'm looking at it's like i don't know when he's getting rid of the ball because there's no chance to get rid of the ball um i mean it was just it was just brutal 
And you can look at the offensive line and say, okay, they've got to do better. Obviously, there was a lot of pressure up the middle. It was not a good game for them at all either. But I also, you know, I also was clear that the Giants were just doing whatever they wanted on defense in the first half. And on offense, it was just, to be honest, they were really slow to adjust offensively. And I don't think I'm, I know I'm not the only one who thinks that. I know there are people in the locker room who definitely think that. And there were too many times in the first half where it felt like, and this is something I'm going to go back and look for, a five-step drop off play action. And and Howell would turn around and hit that plant step, and now he's under duress and has to get out of there. It wasn't like he was just sitting there holding, 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 holding. Oh, now I'm just going to duck and take a sack. It was five-step, boom, plant, here comes the pressure. It's a stunt. It's a just bowling over guys in the middle. I mean, the interior, and there were mistakes all over the place. The line was getting called for penalties. So they did not have a good game. But when you look at what the Giants, how they adjusted with their line and what Washington took a while to do with its line, not until the second half, like it just it, you realize that that was a big difference in the game. You know, listen to what Terry McLaurin, what he said, after after the game for this week so um, you got to give them credit uh for their aggressiveness second half i felt like we came out a lot better um when you get those opportunities when teams are blitzing, blitzing like that at least one-on-one opportunities and i felt like we got to that late um so you know hopefully going forward we can just get to it a little earlier and uh give us a chance to make plays down the field but at the end of the day like um we still have opportunities um you know receiver wise we just got to continue to be better separate against man making contested catches and uh, helping Sam out, um, whether it's uh, signals or uh, um, just the little things throughout the game or um, throughout a certain look that could really give him comfortability that he can really drive the ball. So, um, you know, that, that that one sucked for sure. I think that's the strength of my game. I'm constantly, you know, trying to work with EB and um, Bobby and, and our offensive staff just continue to give me those chances down the field because <clears throat> I think go routes and fades are extremely pivotal in the offense, especially, um, you know, when they're blitzing like that. It, it doesn't, it gives you an opportunity to make plays down the field. And um, a lot of those go routes, we got guys from me, Deami, Curtis, Jahan, uh, Pringle, we got guys who can really win down the field. And I think that really allows the offensive line to not have to hold up as long because fades are usually, fades or goes one, two, three, balls up. You know what I mean? So it's hard for a D-line to get that pressure. But um, it was a big play for us at that time. I feel like it kind of came a little late, but it gave us some momentum. And, um, you know, my teammates always um, you know, ask me, we need to play from you, we need to play from you. I'm just trying to be ready when my number's called to make that play. And I think it was big in that moment. But <clears throat> I would definitely like to see us to continue to, to get those up early because I think it really forces defenses to play more honest. They can't blitz and, and play. The, the safeties are at the 10, 12 yards. They can't do that if you're beating them down the field. So I think we saw that. That's the reason in the second half they started softening up a little bit because we were getting behind them. So um, I'm going to continue to work on my route running, my releases uh, to give the quarterback a chance to make those plays. And um, in those situations, i got to come down with it, which I want to continue to do. Last one for you when you don't get involved until the third quarter? I <laughs> yeah, um, it definitely is, but um, I know it's not just about myself, but at the same time, I know what I bring to the table. Um, my teammates trust me. Like I said, it, they're always looking to me, you know, when things are going on, like you need to play, you know, we trust you to get our offense going. And I feel that for myself. I prepare for that, that moment. I feel that's why I'm here. And I want to continue to be that for this offense. And uh, I want to be that for four quarters. And uh, like I said, just continue to communicate with EB and the offensive staff of uh, being ready. And when those balls come up, I got to come down with them, which I feel like I did. Um, so uh, I definitely want to continue to have those opportunities. I feel like it really gives juice to our offense. 
it really gets us going. And they're big plays that allow us to uh, flip the field. And that's a, that's a player who's being very diplomatic, and that's McLaurin. But you know he's being diplomatic on it. But I'll say it like. They needed to adjust sooner. And other players would say, like, you know, they talked about some of the adjustments. They did do more, some more sprint rollouts and move the pocket a little bit. But you got to start that early because Sam Howe's getting pressure early in the game. And they're just they're just teeing off on guys. And what happens when you start, when you throw some of those fades against, like they, somebody, someone said they'd seen, that was the most man uh, press coverage they'd seen all year. And it was it was legit. I mean, Banks was all was was on McLaurin all, a lot of the day, and I like that kid, that rookie. But if you get that one-on-one situation with McLaurin, you got to give him a chance to win. You've got to throw a little few more of those crossing routes. That's how they got some big plays in the second half as well. And those are things that they weren't doing in the first half. And that it was it was like they had this game plan for what they thought they were going to be, and it's not how it turned out to be. And I think, you know, I, part of it, I wonder, you know, this is something we talked about in the offseason throughout the summer. Where is Eric Bieniemy as a play caller? And this is not, this game is not just on him. I mean, I think the offensive adjustments, well, of course that's him. But, you know, listen, the defense had, gave up, its, has had its own issues. The defense has underachieved all year or most, a lot of the year. And again, 14 points, you should win. But that's a team that, you know, I mean, Look what they were missing. And they're not just the quarterback. I mean, Daniel Jones is just whatever, right? But there's so much on that offensive front, and they're still able to run the ball. So they have there are issues there on defense. We know that. So I'm not absolving that. But with Bienemy, the, the reason I bring him up because he's the young play caller. I know he did some of it in KC. He hasn't been as responsible as he has been for this. When you have Andy Reid, you're going to make an adjustment and you're going to listen to what Andy Reid says. So in in this case, now everything is on him. And so that's the thing that where does he get to from here on out? How does he adjust to things knowing that? And, you know, do what 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 kind of input does he get? Does he listen? Is he does he listen to the players? Does he listen? You know, what what is going on there? So I think that's going to be something to watch as we get to the second half is how does he do? Because again, he is a young play caller. I remember Sean McVay going through stuff when he was a play caller. It takes some time. So, you know, but that's that's where they're at with it. But they they're gonna to have to adjust very soon because if not, the season will absolutely slip away and they're gonna be in danger of that happening real soon if they don't if they don't start getting it turned around pretty darn fast um and then you know and then then it's like you know then guys need to hold up i mean sometimes he's going to call a play and the offensive line's not holding up or how might miss a pass the interception that's on how that play is there the play is there he just he makes it he doesn't make the throw and i think he wondered if the how wondered after the game if the ball was tipped it didn't look like he had a chance to follow through and maybe that affected it um because the dotson is open um, and, you know, on the last play of the game, on the last play they had, Dotson's open there too. Now, Dotson, Dotson felt horrible after the game. He lingered on the sideline by himself, just kind of kneeled down on the sidelines, and clearly it bothered him. Uh, the pass was behind and high. It's a tough one, but but how? excuse me, Dotson said, and Howell said, I've got to give him a better throw, and Dotson said, that's a ball I catch nine times out of ten. So, you know, uh, that's that's where they're at. And, you know, they, they have a field goal blocked. That's where they're at. And that, that's why I think for you guys, it's got to be doubly, quadruply frustrating to, to sit there and just keep hoping for something better and not getting it. And you deserve it. So, and, you know, but, you know, you got 10 games left. So something's got to change 
because otherwise then a lot there, because if it doesn't change, there will be a lot of changes. And the worst thing for Josh Harris and you, know, one thing that he's got to see is more success at home. And that starts next week against Philly. You can't be, you can't be a owner. He's, he's from this community. So is Mitchell Rails. So is Mark Ein. They're going to hear it from people in this community. If this team just keeps losing at home. And so there, you know, there's, there's a lot going on right now. And there's a lot that, that needs to change for this to change. And will, can they do it? Can they do it? I don't know. Again, they've done it in the past. Um, we'll, we'll see because they have guys here. I like Sam Howell. I, I like, I like Chris Rodriguez. I think he does a nice job running the way they need him to run. You know, I think um, the, I like their receivers. McLaurin is a special dude. I mean, some of those catches he makes and he makes, he is a fighter. And when he doesn't get the ball early, this is what happens with his offense. Like I'm going to go back for, you know, for a story for ESPN and just talking about all the slow starts. One of the things I'm going to look at is how early do you get McLaurin involved? Why isn't he involved earlier? And what are ways you can get him the ball? So you can find ways to get him the ball if you need to, but he's a guy that's got to get it. He provides a heartbeat for this team. And so you need to get him involved early. You can't force things, but you need to find ways to get him involved early in the game. He had one target in the first half. They had, they, they did, they were bad in the first half. He had one target. And so that's got to change. That's one of the things that's got to change, but they do have some good players on that offense that you say you can build around that. And you can, again, you can look at the line, the giants won with a really bad line, really bad line. They won a game so you can win. You just have to do the right things to get there. And then, you know, then make some of the plays and not get called for all these penalties. And that was the other thing with this line, way too many penalties, way too many. So I don't know, folks. There's not much more to say. I think this was this was another brutal one. I feel for you, and I appreciate you hanging around and listening to me um, talk about this because it can't be easy. And there are probably a lot of you who ended up not listening to this because it can't be easy. And I appreciate everybody who does. I appreciate you guys. Listen, this podcast has grown during four or five turbulent turbulent years for this franchise. I have yet to to cover a team with a winning record while doing this podcast. And yet it continues to grow because of your passion. So I don't take that for granted. So I appreciate it. Anyways, I'll be back on Tuesday doing some film review of what God knows what. And then I'll be back Tuesday night with Graham Weinstein, the voice of the commanders at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Join us there. Therapy Tuesday. A lot of, a lot of things to talk about. A lot of, a lot of venting, I'm sure, on your end to do. So I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>